RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Here on Reality Check Radio, we like to talk to people who actually do things, get things done, help people, and come with a lot of heart. And we've heard quite a few people over the time we've been broadcasting doing that sort of stuff, and we're going to meet another person doing that sort of stuff. He's Bernie Harfleet, and he is the founder of, along with his wife, Donna, is the founder of Give a Kid a Blanket. Yep, Give a Kid a Blanket. And the web address, if you want to go to the site, is givekidablanket.co.nz. And Bernie joins us to tell us about what he, uh, well, first of all, how, what he set up here, how it works, and, you know, what is the outcome of, of the work that they do. So, Bernie, welcome to Reality Check Radio. Great to have you. Thank you, Paul. A pleasure to be on. And, um, you know, I haven't found out too much about what you do, except for the bit of reading I've done, but thank you for doing this. Thank you. It's nice to, nice to, nice to hear that back. Um, it's certainly something that we've grown with. We started in uh, 2015 as a, as a winter project. Um, that was in response to hearing a report from the coroner saying a little girl had died in part because of the cold and damp housing conditions that the family were living in. Um, that, was, that wasn't a private rental or anything. It was a government housing. Right. But we uh, thought we could um, do a little something about that in a practical way. I probably need to take a step back and say you're, you're correct. It's um, all the work in terms of the foundations and the setting up of my partner, uh, Donna, although she prefers to be called Turtle and myself. <laughs> and we um, initially came from uh, the perspective of that we're artists and we have a social art practice. So a social art, instead of making uh, work for an audience to view from afar, um, makes the audience part of the artwork and wow, aims okay. to uh, either you know create social change. We'll talk about um, often some of the darker stuff. I guess we've done a lot of work around abuse of women and children, uh, mental health, uh, war, and things like that. So we were between two works where we've been looking at um, children that went to school in New Zealand, Hungary every day. And at the time, I think there was around uh, 83,000. Now there's about 100,000. So, oh dear. Uh, so we did three works on that. The first one was actually Turtle's work. We put 83,000 white plastic spoons in the entrance to the Tautadu Peninsula. Um, the second one, we were in New Zealand Sculpture on Shore, which we've been in every two years. That's a show that raises money for Women's Refuge. So we usually do work um, that either reflects directly their concerns or stuff that attributes to um, some of the things that their work would be looking at. Uh, with that, we made a sculpture that had 6,000 new Sistema lunchboxes and, and four colours hung through six Pahutakawa trees. But that was only part of the work. The next part of it was that people could come there and sponsor a lunchbox when the 6,000 came down after we washed them, we filled them with 6,000 lunches and gave them to kids in low decile schools across Auckland. That, that took eight months. That's really and, cool. That's a really cool idea. And then the, the third, thank you. And then the third yeah. part we called, uh, feed, oh, so that was called Feed the Kids the Spoons, Feed the Kids 2, T-double-O was that one. And then Feed the Kids 2, capital, we did... Uh, as part of the Lux Light Festival, which was a public life festival they used to have down in Wellington. And there we hung 1,500 
lunchboxes through the Putakawa that's beside the Wahine mast there. Um, fifteen hundred because that's all we could afford. And, <laughs> I was going to um, say um, the six thousand in the trees must have. I've, I've, had got a budget. Be, I've got to say that Sistema gave us that six thousand um, when we came to them for the next lot. They sold them to us at cost, which was generous. But they um, right never sold so many lunch boxes. No, and um, we worked with the city mission down there to uh, fill those and do the same thing again with low decile schools around Wellington. So between that second work and the third work. That's when the coroner's report came out and we thought we could do a little something about that. My professional background is I've worked in special education, kids and adults with disabilities, intellectual disabilities for, I guess I've had 35 years now. So um, we knew about public health nurses particularly and our plan was that we would make a Facebook page. And um, yes, thank you for directing people to the website, but the Facebook page remains our main platform in terms of reporting back almost daily. So same name for the Facebook page as well? Give a, give kid, a, give a, a kid a blanket, yeah, and yeah. we're just sitting under, just under about 17,000 people follow that, mm. which is lovely. Not too bad, yeah. Algorithms are hard <laughs> to keep up with these days, of course, so. You'd think that they'd um, want to support, the AI would want to support worthy causes, though, worthy things. You'd hope so, wouldn't so you? So hopefully the algorithm is tweaked for that, who knows? Uh, yeah, I, um, yes, I cynically doubt it. but <laughs> Yeah, I probably agree with you on that. But yes, but anyway, so what we did was we made a page, give a kid a blanket, and uh, thinking back to 2015, I mean, Facebook was relatively new to people, I guess. We had to be got up the next morning and 500 people had liked the page. So we did it out of home. It was a winter project. Did it out of home that first winter, and we had, I think it was 24, four strangers approached us and said, hey, I could be a drop-off point in my area, which allowed us to um, uh, post a list of 24 areas around Auckland. Um, I think the furthest we had was Walkworth, and that person's still a drop-off point for us. Many around Mount Eden Town and that sort of thing. So people would look at a list, look for somewhere close to them, drop to them, and then I'd go and pick up from them when we'd bring it home. And we ended up with far more than public health nurses. We ended up with, um, oh, sorry, yeah, public health nurses, some community workers, a couple more organisations. And then um, next winter we did it again, and we did a succession of three years out of different industrial buildings. 2019, we were really struggling to find a building, um, and the trusts out in West Auckland offered us their old offices to use. And they really liked what we were doing. So they said you could remain. And so we thought, well, while we've got a space, we'll change it up to a, a year-round thing. So yeah. in winter, what we do is we focus on wider Auckland and support a, a number of organisations. And then out of winter, we focus particularly on West Auckland. Excuse me. Focus on particularly on West Auckland and particularly work with uh, a handful of key organisations, which are Wadamata Police. So that covers the West, actually it covers the North Shore as well, although they, they call that East, <laughs> just to be confusing, because of Wadamata is a triangle. Um, the public health nurses, social workers, etc., out of here, out of what would have been the old DHB, but is now Te Whatamata, Wadamata, and um, Family Action, which is a refuge counselling service, for those three organisations in 20, uh, early 2020, we also added food support and um, a couple more organisations out this way. And that keeps us busy, 
pretty much twenty four seven. Yeah, but yeah, um, one one thing that that I've just been thinking about as you're talking there is the way you've done this through art. That's interesting, as far as I'm concerned. Doing it from an artistic kind of con- conceptual artistic um, starting point. Um, does that allow that opens up the creativity, right? In, Absolutely. And what, what you do. I mean, honestly, some days you've got to really hang on for us. Um, you've got to really hang on. It's still part of your art practice because what's happened is it's become so much part of our life that um, other parts of our art practice we've had to um, not go in shows we'd normally go in. And so, um, you know, we've got a huge faith in, in, in our practice and in that um, social art practices very legitimate changer of, of community. But it gets and, attention, doesn't it? That's what I'm thinking. I, I'm imagining 6,000 lunchboxes hanging off, you know. Absolutely. I, I, mean, I mean, where else are you going to see that? You know, you're going well, to remember that. Good art, I think, is well, good art. Good art's subjective. Art has talked about the community that it's made in since cave dwellers drew a picture of a hunting party on a wall. I mean, we know how they hunted because of those pictures and we know about Goya's community because of what he did. And so in a way, um, give a kid a blanket and those other social works and some of them, as I say, really um, are talking very strongly about abusive things or mental health, um, are talking about our, our community as it is now. We did another work called Max and Bella and Friends, um, which was about how many adult New Zealanders would have anxiety and depression each month, which is around uh, 200,000. Yeah. And that work, again, was at Sculpture on Shore, um, and, and that featured uh, 10,000 white windmills that we made by hand that were on number eight wire stands that stood just under a metre. They were in a 24-diameter sorry, 24-metre diameter circle with pathways that you could walk through it. So it was incredibly um, kinetic and had a beautiful sound. And the conversations we had with people about their mental health, their community's mental health were quite extraordinary because the reality is, so that 10,000 was 5% of the 200,000 and the people that were there, I believe, will remember that number far longer because they experienced it than hearing a newsreader say that statistic and move on. Yeah, no, I agree you know, with you on that. They might they might tell their family that night, but then it'll be gone. Yeah. It'll be gone. So um, at the coalface and the give a kid a blanket effort, um, you, you've, you've got, like you mentioned, police, um, social workers, health people assessing need when they see it, uh, specifically, obviously around uh, you know warmth, um, living conditions, etc., and then they what they pick up the phone or they they send a message to to your um, organisation, and you yep. what dispatch it. So this is how it works. Yep, um, it's called give a kid a blanket, but we look after the whole household because if we called it give a forty year old man blanket, we'd get fuddies. <laughs> so. Try 60 year old. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. I, I um 
I saw one of the interviews yesterday. I think you and I are basically, I, I think I'm behind you about like four months. I think you've turned 60 and I'm 59 now. So No, I'm still 59. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. We're the same age. We're the same age. So we've understood the sort of same change in community, and I think. But anyway, we look after the whole house. So they come to us. We have a, a, a form that all the agencies that with us fill in. And they tell us the age and gender of the kids, and that's only around the, if you're a seventeen-year-old boy, you really don't want a Dora duvet or whatever. Right. Um, Though if you're the, cold, you might take it. But anyway, you might, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I've got a. Uh, but the trouble with that is, what happens is, like, we have a really high standard. We'll only give new or ex, uh, excellent quality pre-loved because we want people to feel warm all those things, but we also want them to feel valued by the community. Yeah. And though, yeah. and so though I wasn't hearing that from you, but that's some people's thing. Oh, okay. Well, it'll make them warm. So it's okay. It's got well, I, I, to be fair. I was being flippant. Oh, I know. Um, that's why I'm saying. I wasn't hearing that from you, but I think, yeah. but I, I see that in some of the things we're donated, you know, some people will still, I think are still giving with kindness and caring, but the standard for what they'd give a fellow human is a little bit disappointing. Yeah, and you're not a refuge station, right? You're not no. there for that. No. Mm. So anyway, sorry, they give they put in the form. Uh, one key thing to know is that we never know the identity of the people. We ask for no names. We just ask them to call them family A, B, C, whatever they like. We don't need a relationship with that family, but uh, one of the one of the good things that's come out of it is improved relationships for those workers when they go back uh, to that family with practical support. And certainly I've seen police jubilant about going to families that once wouldn't come out the door and are now coming out and shaking their hand or kids being thrilled the police are there rather than um, how it was for them before. So they put anyway, sorry, age, gender, Kids' sizes, because they hardly ever match what their ages are. What adults are in the house? Uh, key question is, um, what are the sleeping arrangements? Because in that first uh, year, I think we gave out, or winter, sorry, we gave out something like 1,255 blankets and five kids had their own bed. Everyone else was Wow, so okay. Yeah, so, so like, that's how uh, it is, right? Yeah, that's kids, how it is. Kids, kids sleeping in a in a uh, queen size bed, three kids, or you know, couple in with mum and dad, or whatever the situation. So that's a key thing to mind you. To that's know. how it kind of used to be back in the day. That wasn't unusual, but it's no, a different time now. So we, we accept exactly. that as well. Yeah, yeah. Lots of things used to be different back in the day, I think. and okay as well, but uh, not so much now, perhaps. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I interrupt you. Carry on. No, no, I was probably rambling. <laughs> But that's all they give us because that's what we found. We were so surprised in the first uh, those first um, nurses that gave came to us back in 2015. They'd give you a two page dissipation on the family's life, their budget, their woes, and things. And we were sort of like, I don't need this information. Like, and they were like, Well, when we go to so and so to try and get some funding to buy things for this family, they want all this information. And from our point of view, we were like, well, what a waste of time of professional people's time. Yeah, is it know? even necessary, really? But well, I, don't, I don't think Does so. it make any difference anyway? Really? Well, it depends, I guess, who you're applying to. But our thing is that we're there to supp uh, support professional decisions. 
right. by, by professional people so they don't have to explain themselves to us. And so they get, they get um, and then they, we fill it up. So we don't, it's called give a kid a blanket, but they don't get a blanket. They get a huge pack of bedding and uh, pyjamas and warm clothing if we have it. I mean, we're completely donation and if I've managed to get any grant dependent. So it's about what's coming the doors, what gets to go out. But um, we are known for big, generous packs. Yeah. On top of that, we'll include, if we can, uh, particularly out of winter for those police and public health nurses and, and the uh, family action, we'll uh, provide toiletries, all the sanitary stuff for the ladies, uh, cleaning stuff. I mean, this is all stuff that if you're on a limited budget, cleaning products are well down the list. You know, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and as I say, for those other... Um, groups out of winter, we also provide food support for those. Yeah, you, do you get feedback from the cold face on how these are received? By yes, yes, yes. They um, they'll they often come back and just talk about um, happy tears, family crying, just a, so much relief. I think. Well, Bernie, thank you for sharing a bit of the story because I know there's a lot more you've been at it and, and the scale of it is pretty big, but it's a fantastic initiative. I love the way you do it with art. I think that's really cool. And I think Thank that you. just the possibilities, the creative possibilities that unlocks, especially capturing them at that first moment of contact with the idea, I think is, is brilliant. And thank you for the work you and Donna are doing or turtle, sorry, turtle. Wouldn't want to get that wrong. I would urge our listeners, if they don't know about Give a Kid a Blanket already, that they go follow up on the Facebook page or go to the website and see what they can do. So thank you, Bertie, for uh, taking a bit of time to explain all that. Thanks, Paul. Nice to talk to you. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.